Um, not supposed to be here. Uh, God, what is this? I, uh, I guess I could sure use some cupcakes or some peanut butter cups about that. You know what that's about? Yeah! So I guess you guys should vote, you know, because uh, voting kicks ass, right? Yeah! And uh, let me tell you, if you're gonna vote, why not vote for Al Dolly, right? What in the hell? Oh, please, God, I'm dreaming. I'm dreaming. You Nazi kick ass shit! Oh, God, I'm a dead man. I'm, uh, I'm hyperventilating. Because oh. Oh. I'm born in the USA! Gedney podcast. Perfect. <laughs> That's perfect. Ain't nobody got time for that. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You are listening to the Stephen Gedney podcast, episode 12. July 7th, 2015. How are you all doing today? SGP coming at ya. It's been a little while since I've done a podcast. Even though last week an episode dropped, as the kids call it, last Monday. It was all about concerts, telling you about everything that I've been to. All the fun, nice musicians and artists, bands that I have personally witnessed with my own eyes and ears. And then a couple days later, I did a follow-up because I forgot all this information. And it turns out I've been to about 50 concerts in my lifetime. So here's to the next 50. Got a Diet Coke with lime. It is a hot, hot weekend going on right now. So... Had a big old trip to Oregon last weekend. Going to get to that pretty soon, but just briefly touch on shit, man. There, a lot of stuff has happened in the last week or two. Let's see. First, you have 
The Confederate flag was uh, basically banned from all government buildings in South Carolina due to this crazy white dude who had the uh, Confederate flag on his body or he was waving at some shit and he shot a bunch of people. I don't know. I don't pay attention to a lot of news because it seems like every day somebody's going on a shooting spree. But the backlash has been pretty insane. You know, first, uh, I think it was maybe Walmart or... Here's the thing. You're, you don't tune in to me for news. You tune in to me because you want to hear what I've been doing and my opinions on shit. But from what I understand, I want to say it was Walmart. Uh, first, they, they took away uh, Confederate flag anything from their shelves. So you can no longer get that shit at Walmart. And then also the Dukes of Hazard has been banned from uh, TV land. I think it's TV land. I could be wrong. But the TV show, you know... Luke and Bo, uh, I could be wrong, but uh, I only know the uh, the movie, the 2005 movie. Was it 2005? It could have been 2004, but the movie with Sean William Scott and Johnny Knoxville, uh, pretty funny movie. It was actually directed by the dude who did uh, Super Troopers and Beer Fest, and he's an Indian guy. So anyways, what I'm getting at is... It wasn't racist whatsoever, but because the General Lee, that sweet little car that the two guys drive around, has a big Confederate flag on the roof, it's been banned from certain shopping outlets. And then also, Apple has decided to take the Confederate flag away on some of their Civil War video games, their iOS games. So, Confederate flag, man, is slowly disappearing and people are pissed off. I mean, maybe it's me because I'm not from the South, but I'm like, whatever, you know. So it's not in a video game. So it's not in, you know, it's an, it's not on a government building. But, hey, they, they're not saying you can't fly it. Still put it on your house. Put it on your car, your license plate. Wear a Confederate flag bikini, thong underwear. It doesn't fucking matter. They're not taking the right away from you. They're just taking it away from the government and the private, you know, Retail outlets. So there's that. Also, gay marriage has been declared officially legal in all 50 states of the United States. People are pissed off about that too. Mostly your conservative, Christian, old people, right-wing, nuts, teabag, whatever. I'm not too political on it, but hey, it's... It is a big deal, and it's good for all those couples out there that are allowed to get married now. But, you know, it, it was just a matter of time. There's already a ton of states that have passed it. Good for them. Bad for all the uh, people against it. So they're losing that. And uh, shit, what else? There's probably there's probably something else uh, that went on, but uh, I don't know. That, that's the news. There. Oh, oh, can't forget one more thing. Marijuana. Officially legal in the state of Oregon for recreational use. It's the fifth state in our United States to make it happen. And there are many people that are happy about it. Although right now it's not legal to uh, purchase. But uh, you can carry it, you know, under an ounce. You're cool. According to my brother, you can have uh, four four plants in your backyard and, and it's all good. So... 
And I think in the next few months, they're going to figure out how to start making money off of it and they'll become the next Colorado. But it's changing. You know, times are changing. So a lot of people will prefer using the plant as opposed to the alcohol. So, hey, I, I'm all for it. I don't really partake, you know, maybe every once in a, once a year or something like that. But I used to. Don't get me wrong. I used to partake quite a bit, you know, way more than I should. But I, for me, I decided not to uh, continue down that path, you know, edge off edge off the uh, addiction a little less and less and now i don't really need it so that's it that's that's the news that's what's happened in the last week you know because i wasn't here still gonna get to last weekend but let's just say this weekend that just passed july 4th independence day i had friday off which is actually the third but thanks to my work they're all cool still gonna give us a day off for the holiday even though the holiday is on a saturday so we didn't really have any fireworks. We just, you know, hung out, had a nice dinner, ate some pizza, drank like three beers, watched uh, watched some TV, you know, Game of Thrones, Dexter, catching up like the rest of the world. My dog uh, didn't really like the fireworks, though. She was barking all night, and then I tried to take her to go potty before bed, and she was just dragging me inside, and just pop, 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 shit was going off. Uh, this is my first 4th of July out here in Carmichael. Uh, shit, it's crazy thinking about it. Um, the last few years, every year for 4th of July, I'm in a different place. So, you know, uh, one year I was in Woodland. The next year I was in Midtown Sacramento. The next year I was in El Dorado Hills. Next year I was in Rancho Cordova, and now I'm in Carmichael. And Carmichael, or uh, Rancho last year, wasn't too bad because... We lived in an apartment complex, really isolated, um, so you couldn't really hear a lot of fireworks going on because people weren't doing it in the apartment complex. So the dog pretty much slept through it, but we were right in the middle of the most quiet neighborhood, or probably one of the most quiet neighborhoods in Sacramento. It wasn't too bad, uh, but so, uh, there were some people across the street that were they were going they were going off. It was crazy, and you know animals. Animals don't like those noises. It sounds like a, a war. <laughs> the Germans are attacking. That's what it sounds like to them. But we made it, made it through. The dog slept all the way till 10. It was a hot freaking week. There was a couple 108, 109 degree days. My cat was outside for one of those days. He survived. Everything is good. And yeah, I hope everybody had a nice, safe holiday. And let's see, let's talk about last weekend. Last weekend was the big Oregon trip. And man, it just seems like so long ago. So let me take another drink here. Okay, so we spent the night at uh, Lisa's parents' house up in Calusa, which is about, uh, I want to say like an hour north of Woodland. Um, hour and a half from Carmichael, Sacramento area. We left early. It was like 4, 4.10 or 4.15 when we got on the road. And we didn't even make that many stops. You know, we stopped um, in Weed, California. Seems to be the place I always like to stop. And had some breakfast. And then we didn't stop again till we got to, uh, I want to say, Roseburg, maybe Medford. One of the two. Uh, I know we stopped in Eugene. Um, had to get gas. Went over to Target, 
she bought some pants, some yoga pants, because it was a lot hotter than she thought it was going to be. And it, yeah, it was it was pretty warm. You know, you, you figure Oregon. I mean, from what I remember living there, it was a lot cooler than California. But it that was a hot weekend. I mean, in Reading, it was probably like one eleven, one twelve, and then when we went up to Portland, it was like you know between ninety three and ninety five. So we made it all the way up there to Portland in the early afternoon. Went to the city, the county of Portland, or whatever county Portland is is in. We went to the government building there, got the marriage license ready to go. Then we decided to hit up the uh, restaurant that we planned on having the wedding dinner. And so it was a nice little Italian restaurant, the heart of downtown. Ate there, and, you know, it was pretty underwhelming. Not going to say that the food was bad, but I just, I don't know, man. It just wasn't really worth, like, 40 bucks a plate, considering we're going to be having, you know, 25 to 30 people there, depending on who shows up. But, uh, you know, Elisa made the decision. I went along with it. And, you know, in the end, it's the best decision to make, which was we decided we're going to try to find something else. You know, I had a uh, kind of like a, a broccoli, uh, broccoli penne, you know, noodles, broccoli, butter, spices. And it was all right, man, but it, I could have made it at home. You know, it was probably if I used my own ingredients, it would have cost me like five bucks, maybe less. So just the, the, the quality, I don't know. I don't eat meat, so maybe maybe they have some badass veal or something like that, and that's why they charge so much. Maybe it's just the location that their rent is so high because they're in the heart of downtown Portland that that's that justifies their high class menu. So we're kind of bummed about that. Then we had to drive all the way back to Eugene, where my brother Joe, my sister-in-law Christina, my uh, sister from another Mister Asta. Her two girls and my nephew Ben and all these dogs, they live, they actually live right outside of Eugene in a little town called Elmira, but uh, it was like a two and a half hour drive that kind of turned into a three and a half hour drive and uh, we had already driven about 10 hours that day, but on the way back we ran into some really bad traffic, like it took about an hour to go 10 miles, cars were going bumper to bumper and uh I mean, you know, during that time of the day, I guess there is a lot of traffic just leaving the city because, you know, it's it's Friday, it's the weekday, but also apparently there was some sort of a grass fire in the median in the middle of the uh, both freeways, so that kind of slowed things down. Saw a lot of disabled vehicles too, which was pretty interesting, you know. I felt like that's a California thing, but made it back finally, got to hang out with the family for, you know, five, six hours before bedtime. Had a had a couple beers, hung out with Joe, my bro, and uh, did some recording. And then the next day, um, we went back to Portland, and Elisa hooked up with the woman who's going to be. <laughs> that sounds weird. She hooked up with the woman. No, she she went to the salon to meet the woman that's going to be doing her hair and makeup for the wedding. And, just kind of getting an idea of what uh, what she wants, you know, what kind of style her hair is going to be, what kind of makeup she's going to wear. And 
Yeah, that turned out pretty well. I went on a walk while she did that. It was a little bit over an hour, and uh, I was mostly walking through a residential area. You know, a lot of old houses in Portland. Some really cool, cool architecture. And and the thing that I liked the most actually was uh, a lot of the, a lot of the area had just really cool landscaping, shrubbery. You know, they don't have a lot of big front yards. I noticed up there, but um, you know, ferns and trees bushes flowers just a lot of privacy and shade and for a hot day you know it's nice to have shade but walked around sweated a little bit and then uh when i finally came back it was good and it's funny uh (laughs) i was kind of uh in an annoyed mood and you know i shouldn't have been but here we go a little rant uh we were in there and uh I talked to her, told her I was going to go for a walk. She was in the chair, you know, the makeup chair. She said, all right, cool. And as I'm getting to leave, I hear some guy in there say, hey, 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 bad religion. And I'm wearing a bad religion T-shirt. Now, this T-shirt, it's for the band. The band's been around for fucking longer than me, like 33, 34 years. And on the front, uh, it's I got it at the concert, you know. So on the front, it's got uh, it's got a cross, and it's got the you know the the no symbol, you know, like Ghostbusters and shit. It's a circle, and it and it has a line across it, and it's front and it's in front of a cross, and the picture depicts a a priest with bags of money in his hand, and then like a homeless guy giving him money. So it's kind of like you know it's a political statement. The uh, the church guy is taking money from the poor, you know. I guess to some it could be offensive, but if they really look at it and understand what it means, it's like, oh, yeah, I understand. You know, it's not just like an anti-Christian thing. So anyways, this guy, he was working there. You know, he was one of the, um, the hair people. And he's like, said something to me about it. And he's like, yeah, I got, the, I, I got something that will go with that shirt. And so I was like, what? And then he just like smiled and laughed. He, I'm like, oh, all right, whatever. And I walked out. And as I was walking, you know, through the neighborhoods, I realized he was, I was like, man, that guy's probably Christian, <laughs> you know. And it's funny because in, in 2015, in a city that's probably arguably one of the most progressive cities in America, you still run into people like that, you know. Like, they judge you by the shirt that you're wearing, you know, with no understanding about it. And I'm like, dude, you are a black guy working in a hair salon, which, so, whether sexual orientation, whatever, but if you wanted to be generic and look at stereotypes, you know, one could assume only gay guys work at hair salons, which is not the... Which is not the case. I've had my hair cut by a man who had a wife and kids and whatever. But So you have that going on. And then being a black guy in America, I'm sure that you've had you know, a lifetime's worth of, uh, of stereotypical you know, uh, bigotry. <laughs> so I don't know. I just feel like regardless of your beliefs and your religion, why, why do you need to po- you know, point me out in a crowd and try to put your beliefs upon me i'm just wearing a t-shirt i'm not bothering you i'm just supporting a band that i like that has a really good message plays good music kick-ass music 
you know they wouldn't have been they they wouldn't be around for as long as they have been if they weren't good and if a lot of people didn't buy into what they were doing so regardless of that it kind of pissed me off but walking uh you know it gives you time to think and then at that point it just didn't bother me whatever then uh when i finally got back to the salon me and elisa uh, we were thinking about different ideas for what we could do for our dinner, and we read about a couple of breweries, and there was one that we found. We really liked it. Uh, basically, the, we really liked the idea of it, so we put it into the map, drove out there, talked to some lady, and uh, we really liked the area, and they have a, a cool rooftop patio. The menu is decent. You know, it's not, it ain't Italian, I can tell you that, but... There's there's hamburgers and hot dogs and chicken and beef steaks and, you know, all sorts of appetizers. And it's, you know, it's bar food, but good, you know. And the thing with our wedding is we're not having some crazy classic traditional wedding. We don't have a huge party, you know. Our, our wedding, if, if you want to say anything, it's a little punk rock theme. You know, I got my zombie shoes. I'm going to have my leopard print hair. I have my purple shirt and my black vest and white tie. And Elisa's going to dye her hair a few different colors. And our wedding's going to be fun. And I feel like this brewery uh, reflects exactly, you know, what, what we like. So I think it's going to turn out really well. I'm excited. Uh, I think it's a, a, a blessing in disguise and that maybe it didn't work out at the, the first place. But the second place is even better than the first place. So... So that was Portland, <laughs> and then we made it back to uh, Brother's house again and just hung out for the night and uh, talked to him again uh, for like a half hour, and and, uh, and I'm going to get to that in a second. And then, you know, spent some time, played some Mortal Kombat on the PlayStation with my nephew. He's seven, almost eight. He's going to be eight in a few days, actually, and uh, he tried on his outfit that we brought him that we bought uh, piece by piece. He's going to bring the rings down. And then we drove back on Sunday. So all in all, in a 72-hour span, probably drove like 24, 25, 26 hours. But uh, it was worth it. I'm glad that we did it. And then we made it back here, worked you know, another four days, had the Friday off, another three-day weekend, and then time to relax, and then... Back to the grind, you know, a little less than a month to get married. Well, no, a little more than a month to get married, and then then that'll be that, and then what's next? So, anyways, with uh, with Joe, my brother, I, um, I recorded two separate conversations with him. You know, this is Joe Davis, OG, from Woodland, California. You know, he's about nine years older than me, you know, and he has a... Uh, he's a cool guy. He has a lot to, um, he's really smart in a lot of areas, a lot of experience, a lot of adventures in his lifetime, and uh, it's good to just shoot the shit. So, first I'm going to play you Conversation 1, which was from Night 1, was that Friday night, and then I'll play you Conversation 2. So here you go, the debut of Joe Davis on the SGP Stephen Getty podcast. Here we go. So I have no idea what's going on right now, but I'm here in Oregon with my brother, and it is late Friday night, 
And here he is, Joe Davis. What's up? Stephen Getty Podcast. And uh, he's sitting on what I believe used to belong to my mom. is some sort of a trunk that holds coats and all that kind of stuff. And uh, he's partaking in some legal activities. I don't want to disclose them right now, but uh, yeah, that's it. And there's a toolbox that I remember seeing a long time ago. That was Grandpa's uh, drill box. That uh, drill that's in there is, oh, I'm going to guess from the 50s or 60s, one of the old electric drills. They had electric drills back then? Yeah, you know, it was probably probably close to one of the first ones, maybe second generation. Wow. I'm sure it was a handmade box. You know, got a bunch of old drill bits in there, old center punch. <laughs> it's more... Uh, more nostalgia than it is a functioning tool at this point, but you know, keep it around. Well, share some wisdom. So I do this podcast thing. I don't know if you ever heard one. You know what it is. It's kind of like an online radio show, pre-recorded. I listen to one for uh, Joe Rogan. I listen to one uh, with another comedian named Mark Marin, and then Kevin Smith has like five or six. Uh, different podcasts and he just talks about all sorts of different things he does one where he just talks like uh, share it. oh cool um, he does one with uh, you know Jay from Jay, Jay and Silent Bob and oh, yeah. basically Jay's not allowed to do drugs anymore because because uh, he's a crazy crackhead yeah <laughs> and so every every time they do it um, he uh, it's kind of like a why uh he tells funny stories about when he used to do drugs. And uh, he does another one with another guy where they just talk about all like the geeky new stuff, uh, like the superhero movies, the Star Trek, Jurassic Park, and all the that. Fanboy stuff. Yeah. And then he does another one with his uh, producer, the guy that's produced all of his movies. And uh, they are obsessed with Canada. And so they read weird. Canadian news stories, and it's always these weird <laughs> stories like uh, a man stole a, a, a goose from his neighbor or something like something funny like that. So the moose shit in somebody's yard. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> Canada doesn't have real crime, I guess. Yeah. Well, they do, but for the most part, it's all funny stuff, and they make fun of them because they're so polite. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna need you to. I'm going to need to take your car, please. <laughs> I was watching a video the other day of a guy who got pulled over in Canada. And he had just got done smoking. He had weed on him. He got pulled over going like 25 or 30 kilometers over the limit. And, uh, you know, he had a card. He had a medical card. But the cop still, you know, he was just like, Hey, man, you know, it kind of smells like pot in here, you know. And... I was wondering, he's like, oh, yeah, I got my card, and, yeah, I smoke all the time. And he's like, all right, well, you know, that's cool. Uh, you're going, like, 90 kilometers in a 60-kilometer <laughs> zone, so, you know, I'm going to have to write you a ticket for that. But, you know, as long as you've got a card, and, you know, I don't, I don't even need to see it. I don't need nothing. Just, <laughs> you know, don't worry about it. You're good to go, man. And it was super nice about the whole thing, about the, you know, half again, the speed limit and everything. You know, he was yeah. just... Oh, okay, yeah, hoser. 
out of here. I don't know what it is about Canada, but it's like, uh, <laughs> like that. There's that documentary. Strong beer. Everybody well, drinks. There's, there's that documentary, <laughs> Bowling for Columbine. I don't know if you ever heard of it, but it's. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, where he's like, yeah, here's Detroit. You know, one of the biggest murder capitals of the United States. And right across Lake Michigan at this Canadian thing, they're like, yeah, we had like one murder in the last 10 years. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Well, you know, the U.S. media and government gets everybody all hyped up and crazy. And, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And all the best comedians come from Canada. Dan there, Aykroyd, there Martin Short. Canadians. Uh, I can't even think of any right now. Um, uh, Rick Moranis. Uh, I don't know. Pretty much any funny white comedian. Yeah, or, basically uh, all those guys from Saturday Night Live. <laughs> Mike Myers, he's Canadian. Yeah. Um, Dana Carvey, he might. Oh, he may or may not. <laughs> I can't tell from here. Yeah. But they're all pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah, Canadia, hey. <laughs> Let's get on a horse and be a cop. Tommy Chung is Canadian, I think. I don't know, but I hear Tommy I, Chung has cancer again. Yeah. Well, I think he was I think he was born in Canada, even though he's like half Native American. Yeah. Native Canadian, whatever. Native. And half Chinese. But. He's completely North American if he's Native, Native Canadian and Native yeah. American. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, that's where Cheech met him. In was, Canada? Yeah, Cheech was, uh, he didn't want to go to Vietnam, so he went to Canada, and then he broke his leg skiing, and then they're like, oh, you know, we can't do anything, so, uh, Tommy Chong owned, like, a strip club or something, really? that, uh, yeah, that him and Cheech, they just started performing at, and that's how they developed their act and stuff like that. That's crazy. Yeah. I had no idea. It's always amazing when you learn the history of stuff like that. Yeah, yeah there was a there was a pretty good documentary I saw on like A&E or something about Cheech and Chong. Yeah. Actually, Elise's dad gave me the three of their albums. Um, he gave me a whole bunch of records yeah. for my birthday. A bunch of his old ones. That's cool. Big Bamboo, but there was no paper. No in paper. It. <laughs> Never is. The Wedding Album, and then there's another one, like a yellow colored one. I don't know which one that one is. I don't know. It had several. Yeah. I had the Big Bamboo. It was Mom's. Yeah. It had the paper. Oh, really? Yeah. Somebody stole it. The whole thing. Like, somebody stole... Seems like somebody stole the album portion first. Yeah. And I was able to keep the cover and the paper for yeah. a long time. And then it just all disappeared. I remember, uh, gosh, what was I, uh, 19, something like that, 18, uh, it was Jill's uh, birthday, mm -hmm. uh, went up, and, uh, Dre and Robert J, both went in halves, I think, or maybe it was just Robert J, uh, but rolled up a big bamboo for, <laughs> for Jill, rolled a quarter pound into it. Oh, my God. And uh, went over her house on her birthday during her birthday party and cut it in half and handed her half of it and said, Happy birthday. I'm smoking this half with you. <laughs> and they, I think they smoked that whole quarter pound that night at wow. the party. <laughs> Two giant wretches in the morning. <laughs>
It's hardcore. It was a good, good homage. You know, it was a good use of the big bamboo paper, rolling up a whole QP. Well, Lisa doesn't know much about her parents before she was born, but her dad, uh, I think he was a little bit of a partier back in the day. I'm sure. Because uh, I know he, he was in the military or something, but there's all these pictures of him, like, on a motorcycle with long hair, sunglasses. I know that he used to... And had a baby and had to get yeah, legit. Yeah, basically. You know? he, uh, his nickname was Gunner, <laughs> and he has a friend, I guess... Still around, named Weasel. <laughs> so the mil military will give you odd nicknames. He, he said a little bit. Uh, you don't get to pick them usually. He said a little bit about himself to my dad, <laughs> saying how <laughs> once you have a kid, you gotta stop hanging out with the bad people. Yeah, it's too bad your dad didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but if he had some Chicha Chong albums, he's a pretty cool guy though. He uh, apparently he's nothing like how she remembers him being, but right around the time she was getting out of college, or right when she went to college, something like that, he had a stroke. Oh, shit. Yeah, or he had, he had a stroke and had a heart attack at the same time or something. So. That is bad news. But to me, he, he's always been really cool. She said he's just different. So. Oh, I'm sure. You know, because strokes usually kill a portion of the brain. Sometimes it's a portion that can be hardly noticed that it's lost, and sometimes it's your major motor function, you know, or sometimes it's a little bit of both. Yeah. It depends. It depends on the size of the clot, where it's at, you know, yeah. the whole nine yards. But no, he, uh, I mean, he just sits at home and cleans the house and watches Netflix and always telling me, like, hey, have you seen this horror movie? Or, you know, like, uh, when uh, we went to go see Marilyn Manson, he's like, hey, can you bring me back a t-shirt? That's crazy. Yeah. Nah, he's pretty. He's a pretty cool guy. Yeah. I watched like one time when they came and spent the weekend. Um, they went shopping. Me and him watched a couple movies. Watched like that Tom Cruise movie, uh, Edge of Tomorrow. It's this movie where it's like futuristic, where there's this like war going on. What happens is Tom Cruise gets killed in battle, and then he wakes up, and it's like the same day. So it's kind of like Groundhog Day. Every day, he... Is the day he got killed? Yeah, but he remembers the previous day. So he's trying to figure out how to not get killed in this, like, war thing. So every time he does something a little bit different, he gets a little bit further, but then he dies. And it's just... It, it's actually got a lot of humor in it. Like, he goes to save one person, and then a giant robot falls on him, and he gets smashed again. <laughs> or, like, another time, he's, like, trying to meet some woman who was supposed to help him, and she's, like, training in this room, and these robots come and cut his head off her, <laughs> you know. And then there's another movie I watched with him called uh, John Wick with Keanu Reeves. And uh, it's a pretty fun... I mean, it's your typical action movie. You know, Keanu Reeves is a retired uh, uh, mob hitman. Oh, God. But he... Uh, Keanu Reeves is a hitman. Well, he... Yeah, <laughs> but he's, like, hardcore <clears throat> martial artist, like... He, he was just the worst guy ever. And the whole thing that happens is, in the beginning of the movie, you know, uh, his girlfriend is, dies from cancer. So he's living by himself in this house. He's retired, obviously. You don't really know about his past yet. And then uh, he gets a dog in the mail and has a letter, and it's just basically like... A dog? Yeah. 
in the mail. Well, like delivered, like, okay. you know, like UPS. <laughs> like, yeah, and so the box uh, had holes. it comes with a letter that says, um, like, this was the last piece of love I can give you. And it was from his wife who had already died. Oh, God. So then he didn't really like this dog, but he got used to it. And then uh, he drives this old school muscle car. And one day these like Russian guys were like, hey, how much for the car? And he's like, it's not for sale. You know, they're like, come on, everything's for sale. And I was like, not this. And then for some reason, those Russian guys, they find, they track him down, and they beat him up in his house, and then they <clears throat> they kill his dog, and they steal his car. And then he's like, not only is he pissed off that his car's stolen, but he's like, this is the last piece of my girlfriend or my wife. And uh, he comes out of retirement, and then it turns out this Russian guy... His dad is like the real leader of the Russian mob, and the, this guy that they killed his dog actually used to work for him as like the number one, you know, assassin. So he's like, shit, I need to get like a hundred guys to kill this dude because he's going to kill my son. And so oh, I saw the previews for yeah. that. That looked like a good movie. It was actually, yeah, it was really good. Never like make it for such a stupid anything. for such a stupid premise. You know, there's, like, all these fight scenes where they're really, like, claustrophobic. You know, like, he goes into some bar, and, I mean, it, there's, like, a small hallway, and he's, like, throwing the dude into the bar, and he bounces off the wall, and he trips over a stool, and he gets his ass beat, too. <clears throat> yeah. But, yeah, that's the kind of, I mean, Elisa doesn't really like to watch action movies, so that's when I get a chance to watch something that I know is going to be stupid, but... Hey, sometimes it's just cool shit. Exactly. Daredevil was a pretty cool show, too. Watch that on Netflix. It's based on a comic book character. But, uh, it's, uh, dude, I mean, it's kind of far-fetched in the beginning. This guy loses his eyesight as a little kid and grows up to become a lawyer. Except for what happened was, how he lost his eyesight, these chemicals poured on his, on him, and it actually made all of his senses enhanced. So he can <clears throat> see things better without sight. You know, his hearing's improved, his sense of touch and smell. And uh, there's like a scene in the, in the show where he's fighting this guy and he's trying to get a name out of him, like the name of this guy he's looking for. And finally he, the guy gives the name up and he's like, you know, you know, was that so hard? And he's like, no, you don't understand. He... I'm not just dead, my whole family's dead. And this guy, he just slams his head. The guy, the, This guy slams his own head into like a jagged piece of rebar. <laughs> and like just stabs himself in the brain to death. And then there's another scene where uh, this dude's like pissed off and he, he puts this guy's head in the, in the door of an Escalade and just smashes it yeah. like 20 times like until his head gets cut off from That's the pressure this is like a guy your size yeah. smashing a little skinny guy just ah oh, and it's all about like it all happened because he interrupted him on a date he was like <laughs> on a date with this girl he's like a really socially awkward dude but she was getting ready to hold my hand yeah yeah but he was like you a, came over but he's like the leader of like a crime, a crime group you know and this is his first like real relationship and he's like she almost left me. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Hopefully lot different. She, lot different. Hopefully, she me. doesn't decide to leave him, or yeah. she may be in the next Escalade victim. A lot different from your uh, Captain America Thor. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. 
They're trying to make comic book stuff for adults now, too. So. Right, with shit all over the place. I guess uh, Nikki was recently in a pageant. Yeah, I saw that stuff on, online. Yeah, what you didn't see online is apparently when they went up to the pageant, they were staying at a hotel. I don't remember. It seems like Christina told me earlier it was in the parking lot of the hotel, but it might have been at a park parking lot. It was somewhere like that. <clears throat> parking lot, nevertheless, they were in the car, getting ready to get out, and uh, noticed some sketchy-looking dude. And they were, like, getting ready to walk inside, and she's like, no, I, I think we need to go, you know, get away from here. These you know, guy kind of looks just too sketchy. Walked over to a bunch of dudes. By the time they got about halfway across the parking lot, dude opened fire. <laughs> what? Shot, like, five people. Oh, my God. Like, at the pageant? Uh, no, it was at the, like I say, at the hotel or at a park or oh, something yeah. like that. Yeah, it wasn't. Usually the pageants are at hotels, that's what I think. Oh, about. yeah, no, it's just where they were staying. But, yeah, no, it was, uh, I guess it was pretty sketchy. Where was this at? Portland. Wow. Yeah. A couple months ago, a month ago. Jeez. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, the, I don't know the exact details. Yeah. And even if I did, I probably would get them slightly wrong. Yeah, me too. But either way. <laughs> Basically what happened is some sketchy dude walked over to a bunch of other sketchy dudes, started arguing, opened fire in the middle of town in the middle of the day, I believe. I don't wow. even think it was at night. <clears throat> I think he had some issues. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I bet it was drug related, money related, or woman related. Yeah. You, know? you guys all had sex with my wife. <laughs> That's the worst reason to kill somebody. Yeah. That's a good reason to leave your wife. Yeah. But uh, it's not a good reason to kill anybody. <laughs> well, there's all these like TV shows that we would watch about like a girl would cheat on her husband with another guy, and then she get that guy, convince that guy to kill her husband, and then he go to prison. She'd be like, I had nothing to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He's just crazy. <laughs> it's kind of like those uh, those two convicts that recently broke out with the help of. The yeah. Lady in the prison by, you know, I, I guess she, he was having sex with her like four times a week. Wow. In one of the, like the supply room yeah, closets. Room closet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They just go into the broom closet and bang it out real yeah. quick, and then, you know, ended up coming to terms of, hey, you give me some tools and get me the fuck out of here, and we'll go kill your husband. And, are those those two guys that they're, are they still looking still for? Still haven't them? found them. Wow. Yeah. And that's, that's been crazy. a couple of weeks, I believe. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think women can be strong people, but to work in a prison with what men. Doing? What are you doing? You're smoking. I'm not. Uh-oh. I'm just sitting here talking. Go in the house, bud. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if women should work in a prison with men. <laughs> well, I mean, it's kind of, I mean, maybe, maybe in the front, <laughs> maybe in like, uh, you know, the whole checking in part, but. I've seen some pretty big women, dude. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah if you get the proper training, even true. a, even a uh, small to mid-sized woman can whoop the shit out of you. Well, there's women in the UFC now. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I wouldn't want to mess with. That, if I was looking, you know, I mean, they got some fat cops and shit like that, but fucking, some of these goddamn COs are just way too big. I don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. 
you know? Uh, you need to be in shape, and I think to be a woman CEO or anything like that, you need to be in shape as well to work in a prison because yeah. sometimes that may be put to the test, and if you're the weak link and they end up hurting or killing or escaping or whatever because you're just a sloppy piece of crap, yeah. then, you know. Those or, guys, you probably yeah. shouldn't be allowed to bone the inmates. Yeah. Know? I mean, that. That's yeah. probably first thing right there, yeah. you know. No second, and it probably is. I'm sure it's in the rules. So, you know, yeah. I'm sure she would. Uh, Not to mention, they probably have the hepatitis or something like that. But yeah, yeah, yeah but she don't care. Yeah. Apparently, the dude was packing. That's all she cared yeah. about. <laughs> you know, it's like wow. Meanwhile, there's a whole world out there with the internet where you could just meet somebody in a second. But no, yeah. I, I want this guy who's been locked up for drug trafficking or murder or rape or something. Uh, yeah, I think it was murder. Wow. Yeah, I think it was a convicted murder. Uh, but either way, you know, yeah. It's Pr- more like, prisoner. I can do something for you that you'll never get Prisoner of okay. not, not a good yeah. idea. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, one of the guys at my work, I guess he's a divorce guy, uh, has an app on his phone that goes off periodically throughout the day to tell him women in the neighborhood that are willing to have sex with him right then. <laughs> You know, so I, that's just as safe as hooking up with a prisoner, I imagine. So yeah. for at least prisoner, you have somewhat control over where yeah. he's at. Just gets gets violent. Of course, he could kill you in the burn closet. You know, so whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's all sketchy. I all would s- never do that job, but it, I mean, I'm going to stay out of prison, whether it's CEO, yeah. kitchen staff, or inmate. I intend to never go behind the walls of prison. If you, if you are going to do that job, it's best that you don't really have a family. <laughs> that way, you have, you know, your family. something happens. Yeah. You know, let a bunch of people down. Of course, a, you know, same yeah. with cops and shit like that. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, that, they're high stress, high intensity, you know, high work hours, high divorce rate, high alcoholism yeah. rate. You know, I mean, it's, <coughs> it's bad to put your family through shit like that. I mean, I know the job needs to get done, but they put too much of a demand on people like that. I didn't get a chance to read the article, but I saw something on Facebook that was like, uh, cops raid dispensary, eat edibles, and laugh. Fucking cops, man. Always doing something. But yeah, about being like a CEO, I, I, uh, we have a company that, that repairs the freezers. Um, at our work, we call them periodically. And one of the guys left to become a CO at um, uh, what's that? San Quentin. And he's like, "Yeah, the first thing they do when you're training is they spray you with pepper spray." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just so you know what it feels like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Well, uh, good old John Brown. He's a, a correctional officer. Oh, is he? In Illinois. Uh, he works in the kitchen now. I think he actually runs the kitchen. Uh, goes to nutrition classes and hangs out with a bunch of cons that are, uh, you know, got knives chained to tables, and <laughs> so he can't stab anybody. Yeah. You know? So he he can at least stand back and talk shit. You know, because I don't think he carries a gun in there, but I'm yeah, sure there's more COs yeah. in there. He's kind of a cocky bastard anyway. You know, so. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure he could get, I, I'm sure, one-on-one he could probably hold his own with somebody. Yeah, I mean, he might even be able to take on a couple if they don't come at him fast. Yeah. You know? But. Three-on-one, I don't care who you are, it's, 
Yeah, your odds are. Unless you're a UFC fighter, strictly, yeah. Strictly, you know, they're they're going down fast. Yeah. There's a um, there's another article I read about. There's a guy who is trying to sue the state of California to cover his sex change operation because he says that uh, the school made him feel like a little girl. No, it's his, he's in prison and <laughs> oh, he's, he's prison. being uh, he's being made a bitch. And well, yeah, he's being subjected down. to cruel and unusual punishment because he can't get his sex change operation because he's already getting hormones from the state and uh, he has feminine features and breasts and he's been raped seven times and he got hepatitis from a gang rape but it's like dude it's you're not, in prison with boobs yeah, like you know because they really don't care about the dick yeah they'll just flip you over it doesn't yeah. make any difference and if you've got girl boobs then yeah it's a bonus you know yeah <laughs> and uh, it's just like dude like maybe you should have prisoners uh, don't care Maybe maybe before murdering that person... Because this guy's in there for murder, so he's not getting out. So it's like, one, you should have thought about killing somebody. And two, you should have thought about maybe taking uh, estrogen hormones <laughs> <laughs> while you're uh, locked up with all these rabid freaking dudes who have nothing to do but... Yeah, I mean, they're already fucking... Work out and jerk other. off all day. You know? <laughs> yeah, you know? And then you get some soft dude in there with yeah. effeminate features and boobs. Yeah. You know, probably a big old ass. I mean, he's, yeah, he's rape material right yeah. there. Sorry, but that's prison, dude. I mean, I don't, yeah. I don't feel bad for the dude, especially if he's in there for murder and he did it. And you yeah. know, it was like, I see self defense, but if it's clearly not self defense, then. Yeah. You know, then defend your ass, apparently. Yeah. And defend your man boobs. Yeah. <laughs> Because, uh, yeah, no, I think, uh, I think, if, well, I think if I was the state of California, I'd say, you can go fuck yourself on your estrogen yeah. and your sex change and everything else. You want to yeah. do it outside of prison? That's cool, you know. Maybe there might even be some sort of program uh, to help you deal with that. But inside of prison, uh, they already have more rights than freaking poor people, so. Yeah, you know, seriously. And it's prison you did yeah. foul shit you shouldn't yeah. go in and have it better you know what I mean I know fucked up shit happens to people in prison don't get me wrong it's yeah. not like you're going to day camp Yeah. but some of these motherfuckers grow in some rough, rough ass neighborhoods and it's really not much better than a prison because for one there's nothing better going on for two most of the motherfuckers in your neighborhood have been to prison yeah. and so everybody acts like that already you know you're already used to it everybody's pre-institutionalized they don't even have to they don't even have to go to jail they already feel like they've been in jail because uncle daddy has been yeah. in, in and out of jail their whole life and uh, yeah last I heard uh, just a fucked up cycle Lyle's son Kenneth went to prison yeah, I'm sure he deserved it too. It said, I "Well, mean, that I, guy and all his kids are fucking." I did like a Google balls. search for Lyle Snook, and uh, it, came, it came up Kenneth Lyle Snook, and it was a it was a mugshot of him. Yeah. And uh, I wouldn't even know what the hell he looks like. And uh, he it said something about forced uh, sexual assault or something like that. 
But he... Like, was this recently? This was because a couple years ago. This is a few yeah, years ago. Yeah, because I saw it a few years ago, but I'm yeah. sure it's happened to him a couple times. But I mean, he... he uh, seems to be just a little rape fucker. Well, one, he's a little baby-faced <laughs> kid, and then two, he was hanging out with this, like, creepy child molester dude in Woodland, you know, who would, like, get him drunk, get him weed, and buy him clothes and shit. No, I'm not fucking him. He's yeah. just buying me all this stuff for nothing. Yeah. You know, if he wasn't fucking him, he might have been bringing him little boys. Yeah. You know? And that's the yeah, that's the fucked up thing about people like that. You know, if they can't do it themselves, they figure it out a way. And then I remember uh, Kevin. He, uh, he's probably still in there. Tubbs? Yeah. Yeah, he, uh, for a year or two. You know, I don't think he's in for too much longer. It's been a long time, man. He, he was, I wonder how much he's changed. I don't even know. I don't think I'll ever see him again. I don't yeah. think I don't think he can come back here. I mean, he like legally he can come back here. Yeah. But I think if anybody remembers, hey, the the only thing he would have going for him is that it's been 15 years since that shit was in the news. Yeah. You know, but. I don't know if anybody will really remember it, but... But you have to put that on your application. Yeah, to that say that I was a convicted eco-terrorist. Yeah, I was in prison for... It's that terrorism enhancement that gets you. Yeah, he you went know. to prison in, like, what, 2005 or something? I don't know. Initially, it was for three life sentences, I believe, or 300 years. I can't remember. Oh, my God. That, that's what the initial deal, they're like, we're going to give you 300 years. It's like, well, I don't live that long, you know. He didn't kill anybody, though, right? No. No, that's the thing, you know. Uh, people murder tons of people yeah. all the time, get lesser charges, less time. How can you get 25 to life for killing somebody but get 300 years for releasing some animals and burning down some buildings and some cars? Yeah. And not even being, like, I guess, from what I can remember, he was the driver and a planner. But I don't think ever set any of the bombs, or not bombs, but uh, incendiaries. Um, the problem, I think, came when one of the last ones, uh, one of their uh, fire, I can't remember what they are. I think it was on a timer and it like kind of exploded, an incendiary bomb, I guess, yeah. um, inside the building. It didn't go off. And so when the fire fire crews and everybody else showed up, there was a fire going next to an unexploded explosive device. Yeah. And so the potential to kill, because they always made sure that anything they did, nobody was in the building, nobody was around, everybody had left. Yeah. You know, nobody was around, that, that any living items, you know, animals and such, because there were, uh, I believe there was a, some sort of horse butchering plant, and, uh, like, I don't know, a whole bunch of yeah. places, the Joe Romania, uh, car lot, when it got caught on fire a couple times, it was some sort of, it was the same group, I don't know that he was involved in those ones, uh, but it was the same group of people. You don't even really hear about people like that anymore, you know? No, and I don't know if we just heard about it because... I was right next to it, 
you know? He was like, damn, I go to that dude's house every day. Yeah. If he was on surveillance for a while, I'm on surveillance all over the <laughs> yeah. place, you know? But yeah. uh, come, come to realize over the years that with the, uh, the characters that I've hung out with, especially yeah. in my uh, late teens, early 20s, uh, that I've probably been on lots of surveillance yeah. tapes. And uh, been recorded several times. And I just apparently don't do anything wrong enough yeah. that anybody really gives a And I think that. the CIA has basically recorded everybody's phone conversations and text messages for forever. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so whatever. No real threat. And then they realize, like, how many people are out there doing things that aren't legal. So, like, shit. We can't go after everybody. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I think things should only be illegal if it causes harm to another person, uh, yeah. person or property. You know, yeah. I mean, you can't go around destroying people's shit. You can't go around doing anything that's going to cause harm to anybody. You know, but if it doesn't hurt anything, um, and it's just illegal to be illegal, you know, to generate funds or because it's one group of people's belief that it should be that way uh, I think that's kind of bullshit yeah the fireworks rockets? no no bottle rockets are illegal in the state of Oregon <laughs> uh, those are just oh shit those you are stick just, them in the ground they're like sparklers they're sparklers yeah um, usually they light them up and just kind of uh, yeah. It's, it, if you take a picture on, uh, uh, what the fuck is it? Instagram like, or? No, 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 like a open frame or whatever so the so the lens stays open longer. Yeah. Uh, extended exposure, I guess is what it is. Mm -hmm. If you take one of those in the dark and take that picture where the, the lens stays open long enough and write your name. Yeah. You oh, really? Your, yeah, you can see your whole name. As long as your name's short. Ben worked, Joe worked. Um, Steve would probably be pushing it. Yeah. Steven would definitely not work. <coughs> but uh, you might be able to get two or three people and then have everybody pick a spot, see how close you get. Can't do it on your phone, though. Uh, no, I have done it with my phone. Really? Yeah. Huh. That's a trick. Yeah, you just take a night picture and... Uh, lean up against something so my hand doesn't move uh, or set the phone down because otherwise yeah it turns out all funky and your face looks like a bad horror movie and bad horror movie Yeah, there you have it. Joe Davis, Big Joe, my brother, nine years my elder. And that was night one of our visit, little conversation, talking a little bit about TV, movies, and prison. But wait, there's more. Yes, that's right. On Saturday night, I got another 38 minutes with my bro, and we're going to make this an extra long episode. So you can get a Joe overflow. So here we go, night two. Action. And I'm back. Night two, conversation two with Joe on the podcast. 
So, what's up? How much? Just chilling in the spot again. Hanging out. Same bat time, same bat yeah, time. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> So my dad's in, <coughs> my dad's in Woodland, taking a break from the Kenny Chesney tour. All right, I'll do one more. Apparently, though, I don't recommend anybody ever go to Woodland. Just yeah. for the record, yeah. <laughs> feel sorry for everybody I know who's still there or back there, however you want to look at it. You haven't lived in Woodland since uh, ninety. Six, maybe? No, it was probably around 2000. Well, that's when you came back, but... Yeah, no, I moved... When you first moved out. Well, I was 20. Yeah, so 96. Yeah, because it's funny, um, there's a lot of shit that I read on... I, there's this group on Facebook, and it's called, You Know You're From Woodland If... Okay. And people are always posting news stories, um, like, you know... Like, there's shit about, like, the State Theater, because they're rebuilding it, and, uh, all these new things. There's a new courthouse that they've been putting up for a long time. Oh, really? Yeah. But, a lot of these comments that I read, they say stuff like, uh, Woodland used to be such a nice, small town. I don't, <coughs> I don't like how much it's changed. There's all these, uh, gang members coming in, and I'm like, you know, Joe left in 96, which is almost 20 years ago, and it was still pretty bad back then. Yeah, there was a lot of gang members back then. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I think in a lot of ways it was worse. <laughs> Probably. Some things, yeah. 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 I don't know. There might have little been, been a little bit more opportunity back then. Seems like yeah. a lot of stuff is... Of course, you know, there's a lot of new stuff there, but there's probably a lot more people there. Well, so. all the small businesses are pretty much closed. You yeah, know? it seems to be all box stores. Like, uh... Yeah. Cranston's the hardware store closed. Um, Army Navy surplus is gone. A lot of shit on places that were there my whole childhood. Yeah, I know a yeah. lot of shit that's on, that was on Main Street is just yeah disappeared. Um, and then the mall's pretty much non-existent. You know, Target moved out of the mall and they had their own thing. And I'm good. Um, yeah, and then they put in, like, Burlington Coat Factory, but I heard something like uh, that the owners of the mall charge really high rent, and they don't want to sell the mall because they actually make more money off of it uh, not making money because they can use it as a tax write-off. Crazy. Because they own a bunch of other malls. Yeah. But, I mean, I think the mall, I don't know, it's kind of, it's not really close to the freeway. And most people would rather go to, like, Sacramento or Roseville or, or something like that. It used to be right on the edge of town. It used yeah. to be the edge of town. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And, and it's really small, and it's just, I, it seems like malls all over the country have pretty much, they're just not a thing anymore. I guess, like, certain areas, so, like, you know. like here or, um, I mean, Sacramento has two really big malls. they got the Arden Mall and then the uh, Roseville uh, Galleria. But there's another mall where mom used to live called, well, I don't know if it was a mall, but it was called Country Club Plaza yeah. on Watt Avenue. And uh, that's pretty much dead. I mean, they have like a Macy's there, but, you know. But I read all over, you know, 
It used to be the place where kids would hang out, you know, in the 80s and shit. Birdcage Walk. Yeah. The Birdcage Mall. Oh, there. yeah, no, that's still, that, that's, they call it the Sunrise Mall, but yeah. Oh, Sunrise Mall, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, no, it was, there was always commercials for shit going on at the Birdcage. Yeah. yeah there always, always something going on over in Sacramento when I was stuck in Woodland. Yeah. Yeah, seemed like it. Yeah, whatever, I wasn't old enough to really do anything anyway. You know, I moved before I was 21, so it wasn't like I was, what's that? shit about clubs or anything. There was a club that I went to in Texas all the time, but it was only because it was cheap. <laughs> you know, it was five bucks to get in and then quarter well drinks. Yeah. And they let you drink in line while <laughs> you were getting drinks. Oh, wow. You could buy two drinks at a time. And so I'd go up and give them a dollar. They'd give me back 50 cents, two rums and two rum and cokes. I'd keep the 50 cents in one hand and then just a rum and coke in each hand. <laughs> get in the back of the line and drink them on the way up there. My God. And then if the line was short, I had to pound them, like, towards the end. But, I mean, a couple times through the line, and then I'd go sit down, you know. Caught a buzz by then, you know. And they'd come around with quarter kamikazes or something like that. I mean, drinks were cheap. Yeah. Super cheap. Those, and literally the only reason I went there. When did you live in Texas? Was that one? It was 90, that's when I moved in 96. 96. Yeah. Wow. 96 to 97, it was just over a year, and it must have been just after my birthday that I moved, just after my 20th birthday. So what? I, was, I was 20, well, it was probably later in the year, it was at the end of summer, I never remember it was summertime, um, so shit, it was probably around, around now, you know, or a little later than now, maybe more towards your birthday. You know? Well, uh, when I used to live with JP... It was like right when he started talking to his sister, uh, his sister on his dad's side. I guess they kind of knew each other, but didn't really grow up with each other. And yeah. she lived in Texas, and then he went to visit. And he was like, "Yeah, man, it's just like the rent is low, and everybody just likes to drink and party." And uh, was it? Yeah. That's you know, what that's sounds like much, it hasn't changed much. Yeah. So it's probably a little more expensive, but probably not though. I mean. Nobody want. I mean, why, why else would you want to live down there? Yeah, <laughs> it's fucking miserable. The heat is miserable. I mean, I suppose if I lived there for more than a year and I was doing okay, you know, uh, if I would have eaten better and exercised back then, fuck, I probably lost a shit lot of weight. You know, I sweated enough. Oh yeah. Yeah, because I worked outside. You know, I worked nine ten hours a day, six days a week, and then Tuesday nights I'd go to the auction and work at the auction. So yeah, I was I was busy all the time. Said so walking around outside, you sweat a half a gallon in a day just not doing anything. <laughs> <clears throat> I've never, uh, I never lost any, uh, any more weight than when I worked at the car wash. Yeah. That was only eight months or something, nine months. Yeah. Well, you did a lot of physical labor there. Yeah. Yeah. Constantly moving because prepping cars and shit's like working out all day. It is. Yeah. I mean, you're moving your entire body every part of you. Mm-hmm. And, you're like, you know, and it's hot. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're basically in a steam room because you got water spraying around you all the time, so it's super humid. And yeah, it's just like Texas. And it never ends. <laughs> <laughs> the cars keep coming out. Not anymore. You work there now. You ain't busy at all. You're one of like three or four employees. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm sure. Both of them. They, you know, when we worked there yeah. and we were doing 300 cars a day, you know, back when I first worked there. We would, we would do that every day, and then the weekends would be, you know, Saturdays would be even more than that. But 
Um, well, as far as far as I knew, um, that was one of only like two car washes in the whole area. Uh, full service car washes. Yeah. There was only there was only one other one, and then they rebuilt stuff on Covered Road. Mm-hmm. And uh, got rid of the one. So do you think it's because of how their business is run, or it's just that in general that people um, are either going somewhere else and they just don't wash their car um, like a full both, service? Because you know, I think it's expensive. Like I wouldn't do it. Yeah, well, it's more than it was. Yeah. you know, it's like twenty-five bucks now for an ultimate or something. Like yeah. That. Um, But they didn't do people good. Um, there was people coming in there. I talked to uh, the owner's son, uh, Reed. I don't know if you ever. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, he drove us uh, off, remember? Oh yeah, that's right. I ran into him at the junkyard one day, and he had recently taken the place back over. Uh, his mom had gotten breast cancer again, which. Uh, was cancer on anybody, but if anybody's going to get it, that bitch deserves it. <laughs> and yeah. uh, she uh, was an evil person, and not even her kids like her most of the time. <laughs> but uh, uh, she wasn't around that much, and Reed was running the place, and he said he had customers all the time. He was like, I, I quit coming here for the longest time, and somebody just recently told me that you changed management. And... Uh, you know, I figured I'd try and come back. She's like, because it wasn't the service, it was the manager lady, you know. Yeah. And he described, you know, like the supervisor or whatever, the only female that would have been in charge. And they're like, no, it's a little skinny lady with crazy curly black hair. And he's like, oh, yeah, she doesn't work here anymore. You know? <laughs> but it was Lana. Yeah. That's where they were complaining about every time. Yeah, she's horrible to the employees. She's horrible to the damn customers. She, she's horrible to her husband. She, <laughs> to yeah. her kids. I mean, she just one of the worst people I've oh. ever met. Man, I I've never seen a car wash as busy as the one that we worked at. But then again, I'm never really out in public Monday through Friday between you know seven and and three thirty. So I don't know. I know we went to one in Folsom that was very similar, and it took quite a while uh, on a Saturday, but man, just there were those days where there was like 20 cars yeah. in line. Well, I mean, our place, yeah, I mean, we did a lot of cars, but uh, there's other car washes in Portland, stuff like that, that we went and did... Uh, homework at, I guess you'd say. Yeah. And we went and study how they did it because their full service wash would do like six or seven hundred cars a day. Wow. Um, and they had standalones that were just car wash, exterior car washes that were 11, 12, 1300 cars a day. Yeah, just blowing through cars. That's crazy. Yeah. And just as fast as you could hit the button pretty much. Like <laughs> you'd get the car onto the track. You know, and they walk around it real quick with a spray gun that just would foam the soap on there. And uh, they point at all the dents and scratches and uh, foam the car on the way around the car. And they'd usually have a person on each side and like as fast as they could walk by the car and then they'd hit the button. 
Damn. Yeah, yeah, one person got in the men, stop them. You know, the other people are checking it out, and boom, gone out of there. So every 10, 15 seconds, there's a car going through. <laughs> you know, I mean, they're back to back, and so you got somebody at the other end, go, 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 just telling people to leave, because otherwise, you know, you get an accident uh, during something like that, and uh, you can stack up four or five cars and get them stuck yeah. in your machine and be closed for the rest of the day. Maybe a couple of days if something goes bad. But, uh, yeah, those people, they knew what they were doing. They had, especially the full service one, it had five or six vacuum lanes and wow. uh, like a tunnel that was half again as long as the tunnel they did eat. It was, it was huge. Lots of equipment. They didn't have to prep the car really at all. They just sent it in, and there were so many brushes and shit like that in the machine. Yeah. So much cloth that it just cleaned the car. And it actually did its job. It was a car wash. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike Elite, for uh, about half the time I worked there, it was really the employees washing the cars. <laughs> yeah, I washed my car there a couple times. I never wash my car anymore, though, because it's just so expensive. Best way I would always do it would just be, like, I don't know if you remember, uh, maybe it was Lincoln? I could be wrong, but I think it was Lincoln Thanks Avenue in Woodland, and it's like, you just drive up, <coughs> you put quarters in, you spray it down, and scrub mm -hmm. it, and that's yeah, all. Yeah, I worked there. Yeah, I always did that. No, no, it wasn't a, um, it was just like a self-service one. Mm -hmm. You worked there? Like, it, was, it was Kay's Car Wash when I worked there. And it's like six, Did you just service six, the money machines? six bays that are do-it-yourself, and yeah. then they had one drive-in machine. Oh, yeah, and yeah, they still have that. Yeah, so I would grease the drive-in machine and, you know, check the soap and make sure all the hydraminders and shit worked right. Mm -hmm. It was getting the proper amount of everything. And then, uh, yeah, go through and take money out of the machines and make sure the tips were clean and the bays were clean and there wasn't trash in the trash can, you know, I mean, it just, <laughs> wow, when did you work there, um, that was when, you, oh. guys, you guys lived in the College Street house, yeah, I remember you guys moved down here, yeah, and we, we you moved got... down there, and then, yeah, I got a job there, no, I got a job at a mill, and Christina got a job at Goodwill, and then within, like, a week, the Goodwill accused her of stealing one of the night deposits, and it was the assistant manager that had put it in the wrong drawer, or like put yeah. it in the drawer instead of put it in the bank. Mm -hmm. And so they thought it was Christina, blamed her. So I was like, "No, they think you're a thief. You don't, you know, you don't need to go back there. They're automatically pointing the finger at you." And then uh, the car wash was hiring, so I went there and uh, talked my way into that job. Promised that I wouldn't be leaving for a while. Then yeah, uh, got a big old fight with uh, Sarah and mom. And I know what moved, that's like. <laughs> moved out that day, stayed in the car wash for a day or two, and then uh, stayed at Alan's house for like two more weeks, mm -hmm. and then moved back to Oregon. And uh, I've lived here, I believe, ever since. I don't think I moved back since then. No? That was the last time. Yeah, then not long after that, I came to visit you guys for the first time during the summer. Yeah, because yeah, the rat house was the first time. Uh, you guys lived there? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, that's where Alex, Christina's dog, had her puppies. 
I don't think you guys were living there at that time. I don't. Yeah, I, I don't think re- you were still living at your grandma's house. Wow. It was a long time ago. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> that was right after I moved here. Yeah. Um, I moved back from Texas to here, and then couldn't get a job. And I think it was like five months, six months, something like that. Couldn't get a job here. And so um, moved down there and uh, got a job. It didn't really work out. It sucked living in that place. And it just was woodland. So we left again. Came back here. That's when I got the job at the car wash. And yeah. Christina, definitely, was, Christina uh, was working at TCBY back then. It's definitely a culture shock coming from Oregon to California. Yeah, Part of me wishes I never moved, but it never yeah. happened. A lot of positives came yeah. out of it, a lot of negatives. But. Hey, wouldn't, meet, wouldn't have met Elisa if I never moved to California. So. That's right. So. I had to go for some reason. And I didn't, uh, I probably wouldn't have had a band. Because like, I had a band in high school and stuff, but yeah. it was really after I moved back and we had fucked around trying to get people for like two years. We finally had a real band that played some places and all that. Yeah, because you were playing with those guys here, but it was just kind of practicing. And yeah, no, no. I mean, you just like when you're playing music, you need to play with people for like. 10 years before you really figure out, like, this is how you be in a band. Because <laughs> those guys here, they were, I mean, they were cool, decent, but, uh, and so was I. I don't know. You have to play with somebody for a long time to, like, really, like, me and JP, we could play together really well, but certain other people you throw in the mix, and it was kind of. Yeah, didn't work out so hard. Yeah. That's all, like, Sometimes it's so full of drama, too, you know. Yeah. People are like, you know, I don't like how much... I saw you looking at my bass. Well, I yeah. saw you looking at my guitar. Yeah, no. No, it's just like, I don't I don't like, you if know... you look at my bass like that? I think JP's uh, biggest complaint dreams. that I hear with the guys that he plays with is just, they don't put as much time into it. So. Yeah. He's probably playing some music and they're like, yep, sounds okay. Next. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or like, you know, it's just like... So and so decided to go to the go to the bar and get stoned instead of practice when we were supposed to. Yeah. It's like, hey man, you guys can get stoned after you practice. <laughs> but, yeah, whatever. You know. But practice. You don't get to practice in there. I'm sure the next time I have a band it's gonna be when I'm older and it'll be all other guys that have kids and then I'll have a kid and be like, Alright, this is our way to get away from our wives. <laughs> We're going to jam in the garage. And I work with a guy um, who apparently is a pretty decent drummer. Yeah. Uh, he won the regional competition for the Guitar Factory. Oh, really? Like Salem or... No, it was Portland. He went up to Portland. There's a guitar center up there in like Gresham or something like that. And yeah, won that one. And then I don't know... I don't know if we went on to the next one. I mean, he was supposed to. I don't know when it is or if it happened and nothing happened. You know, I'm sure I would have heard about it if he would have won more, but it was a little while ago. Yeah, I guess he's pretty good. 
but he doesn't play with the. I mean, he has a couple guys that he plays with occasionally, you know, just friends of his that yeah. he's always jammed out with, you know. But uh, other than that, he you know, just jams out in his room. Well, I mean, nowadays you can't really do anything with a band. It's like, that's, uh, I feel like if we were, if we had started like five years earlier, we probably could have done, like, done something. Yeah. It's like, gone on a tour, did a, a real album or something like that, but... Like, we literally started our band when music became less and less valuable. Like, right around the year 2000, when I was in high school, that's when, like, Napster came out, and people were downloading music for free, and then all the music software was coming out, and now it's like, you know, it's not, uh, it's not like a, uh, it's not something that uh, you need to spend lots of money or time doing. You know, like, you could... Who's here? Who's here? Go back inside. Benjamin? Or Lisa. I think it's Lisa. It's Elisa. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, so, basically, it's like... Uh, so you, now you have to play because you can get endorsements. Yeah, no, it's like any... <laughs> it's like sports. The cool thing about music now is that anybody could do something uh, without a lot of practice or talent, and now the... Uh, Use a little electronic all the, enhancement. Yeah, and all the uh, programs out there for creating music are like so easy to acquire and learn how to use, and so... Yeah, the cool thing is there, like, anybody could basically record something and put it out there. The problem is that now that it's not such a special thing, it's really hard to find something good because anybody could do it. Yeah. So it's like, for every band you find that's really awesome, there's like 10,000 that are terrible. As opposed to, like, 15 years ago, there was only 1,000 that were terrible. So... The only way to really get popular now is like, yeah, you need to appeal to the widest, dumbest audience out there. <laughs> so it's like people who like music but aren't really like music aficionados. It's always like, you know, like the the guy at your work that's like trying to be cool, so he listens to K Duck <laughs> or something like that. And he's like, yeah, man, I like uh, Ariana Grande or you know. I don't even know who's popular now. Yeah. I listened to that. You can't even say Macklemore because that's like almost two years ago, so. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I listened to that just as music, like yeah. filler music. Yeah. Know. Mainly listen to CDs if I'm listening to music. Yeah. You know, otherwise it's just something on, you know, exactly. or I'm listening to like the donkey show in the afternoon. Yeah. You know. Yeah, there's a show in Sacramento I listen to, and it's like four dudes. One of the dudes just came back from, a, or he just, he left a really famous radio show in the morning that had been on for like 20 years. Wow. Almost, maybe at least 15 years. And uh, he joined this afternoon crew of these three guys, and it's just perfect. Because he's this like 400-pound fat dude who uh, came from like the South. And he's, like, way into sports. And then you have your other guy that's, like, really uptight and doesn't, uh, 
doesn't uh, like anything really. Like he likes Van Halen, like that's his number one band. But ever and uh, he likes shit from the '80s, but he doesn't like anything new, anything that comes out today. Then the third guy is the stoner, who he's like in his 40s and has a kid and stuff. But he's just they're always making fun of him because he forgets stuff and <laughs> he goes out to the car and smokes on his brakes. And then then the fourth guy is a gay guy who's like in his 20s. So. It's just funny when, like, something comes up and they're all... It's just not like... You know those morning... Different opinions all over the place. Well, yeah, yeah, but they're all cool guys, you know? Like, right. you can you can have a conversation with them, but, like... You know those morning radio shows where they just... It's almost like they're not really talking about stuff. They're more like just putting on an act. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my God, did you hear what Justin Bieber did today? Cue the sound effect, and then... There's the one girl who's... It's always, like, three guys, and then one girl who's always, like... Uh, her views are always opposed with everybody else, and then... Yeah. It's just morning radio. I mean, that, that show you listen like to... Like Bob and Tom. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there used to be um, Opie and Anthony. That was a big one that was on. Yeah. Like, all over the country. And then the Anthony guy, he got uh, fired because said a bunch of racist stuff on Twitter and it was because some woman like beat him up some black woman <laughs> I guess the story was he was in New York City and he gets into all these weird things all the time and when one of them was uh, photography and he just started taking pictures of people and some black lady's like what are you taking my picture for and then she started hitting him and then at the same time she was because he wasn't hitting her back he was just like, shit, you know, if I hit a woman, I'm going to get in trouble. Yeah. And so the whole time she's beating on him, she's like, don't touch me, don't touch me. And then these other black people here, and they, and they come fighting. And, you know, he got his ass kicked, so then he just did this little racist Twitter thing. And yeah. got in trouble, and he got fired. And... <laughs> <laughs> what but those radio, all those like... around just snapping pictures of people, man. Yeah. You know? Well, you can, but... Yeah, legally. It's legally, but, you know... You know but this isn't the country fair. Yeah. Where everybody expects that shit. Everybody stops. Like, you pull out a camera at the country fair, somebody stops and poses for you. Yeah. You know, almost every time. But, uh, yeah, just in the mall or on the street, people don't like that shit. Yeah. People don't realize how many times a day their damn picture's taken, though. <laughs> All over the place. Yeah. You're on satellite somewhere. Yeah. I mean... You're on somebody's surveillance, whether it be city, county, mm-hmm. you know, you have to go out in the country, and then you can still be on surveillance, you know, yeah. you have satellite surveillance just about anywhere. Like, if you go to Google Maps, you could type in your address, and you can also, you can get an aerial view of your house, mm-hmm. you can also get a street view, and it might be old, it might be up to six months old, but, yeah. um, like, I checked, like, our house all the time and, and Lisa's mom's house and you could see the cars in the driveway sometimes you could see a person yeah. and if you zoom in they always blur out like the license plate numbers mm-hmm. but it's like that Google car has every license plate number for every car that it takes a picture of yeah. so they they can you know Google money and stuff they can find out who you are if they want yeah dude it's too easy to find And then out. Uh, there's another one going around now, Bing, which is a search engine that Microsoft owns. And yeah. Now Bing is like taking video of everybody's houses. Yeah. 
Because a lot of times when I'm trying to like drive somewhere I've never been before, I'll check it out and like do a street view so I can mm -hmm. see like exactly what the building looks like. And yeah, you can't do that with this place, really. There's no, just, you're, you're going to see trees, that's it. Yeah, there's no street view, and if there is, it's a Dave's house. If you get a satellite view, you might see your car in the driveway, but... Yeah, at Coburg, the satellite view was the car, and then, like, you could see the whole house and the trees around yeah. it, but you couldn't see, like, somebody standing on the porch couldn't see it because yeah. it was covered, and, you know, there was no street view. Yeah. For, or at least, at least there wasn't when I lived there. Might be now. I don't have any idea. That was a couple years ago. I don't care. I'm moving back. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this place you just see Marley Sterling's house. Yeah. Trees. Can't yeah. Even, can't even really see the roof. You know, it's just canopy then. Even if you're there, you don't even know how much stuff is on that land. <laughs> There's they so much know. crap they have, like. Further you go in, the more stuff you find. Yeah, you just need to go in there with a big industrial weed eater, which she just bought. Yeah. She just bought one of those ones that looks like a rototiller, mm -hmm. except for it's a weed eater that cuts a path that's 22 inches wide. Fucking serious. she growing stuff out there? No. No. Right now. I remember last year you said, like, all these spiders came in and ruined everything. Uh, inside. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's... I told her not to do anything in there anymore. Yeah. Because you know, it's just going to fuck it over. Plus the squirrels and chipmunks and the goddamn macaugets in there. And <laughs> yeah. yeah. It needs to be its whole own separate, sealed, clean yeah. building. Otherwise you have problems every time. I don't care who you are. <laughs> if you're exposed to that many elements and that many animals, yeah. plants are going to go bad. You live in the perfect place, though. For that, yeah. Yeah, yeah I it's really wish I could put a hobby. rack on the roof. Yeah? Yeah. For but, sun? Yeah. Yeah. Why couldn't you? I could. I'm just not <laughs> so good with heights. Yeah. So, yeah, not super, not really an option. You don't want to use that spiral staircase in the back. I've walked up it. Does it? It's, well, if it supports you, then I'm not afraid. Uh, yeah, Asta had to go all the way up. Like, I, I don't think I've gone all the way to the top yeah. because it gets sketchy up there. Because it's not, like, well, it's fucking, there's a, a little bridge that goes across that's a couple of two-by-tens or something like that, pressure-treated. Mm -hmm. uh, but, yeah, nothing I'd walk on. But Asta locked herself out and saw that her bathroom window was open. <laughs> Didn't think I'm not really uh, small enough to get through the fucking window, but um, she got up. She ended up getting in somehow. Jessica's window was open or something, but yeah. uh, she went up the spiral staircase and walked across the little thing and just kind of put her leg over the fence and kicked herself over onto yeah. her back porch. I mean, it's possible you can make it up there, but it's a little sketchy. Of course, if you got longer legs, it probably wouldn't be so bad because yeah. you could just step across and then completely step over instead of having to roll over on your stomach. Is there anything you guys could do to like stabilize it? Uh, it's, it was supposed to be removed. Oh. Yeah, that was part of the agreement when she bought the house. <laughs> there were certain things that she had to do in order to get the loan. And, uh, 
like enclosed the rail because the railing was open to go to those stairs and it was open at both ends. There was no end pieces. <laughs> so the pieces were here, they just weren't on for some reason. I don't know why you would take them off. Yeah. Unless you were walking out on the roof all the time. But yeah, I don't know. So the people who used to live in the front house, the guy put those back on for and put the piece on out back. So it's like you could let the kids out there or whatever as long as they don't try and climb through the railing they'll yeah. be fine. And the cat likes it. <laughs> yeah. It's more still there for fire escape, you know. Yeah. You'd still be able to get out and you know, if the rest of the house was on fire. You don't want to try carrying <clears throat> the couch up those stairs. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. The pole is rusted through at the bottom. So it really should be at least shortened or Yeah. Short up, you know, cut the steps off, fix the pipe, and then weld the steps back on. But whatever, we've got other more important shit to do. Yeah. Stuff. When you finally do find time. <laughs> yeah. Seems like you just need another person here, because that's how you got this up. Didn't didn't Mark help you? Uh yeah, yeah he, I mean he did half of it and then he put the sheeting on himself which is why it's all off <laughs> he, he put it right up to the edge of the thing and then cut it so it was right at the edge of the 2x4 yeah. instead of in the middle of the 2x4 where you could actually attach it never seen that's the rape room oh there's no lights in the no there's no light it looks like it could be cool it could be, and we wanted to put windows in it and make it a nice little bedroom, you know, and we still could. Even the one window's good enough. Well, but for light, I wanted to put, because, you know, we don't want to get bugged by headlights, Yeah. but you want to have cross ventilation and stuff like that, and a little bit of natural light, Yeah. and um, they have windows that are like two feet tall and like four feet wide, and I was just going to get two of those and put them in the top of each wall. But no, no, I didn't want to do that. Didn't want to spend any money, didn't want to do anything. That's why it doesn't have any sheetrock or any yeah. insulation or anything that he said he was going to put in there. Because we're like, well, if you're going to build it, you got to finish it. You know? Yeah. No. Yeah. You got to two by fours and strand board on the outside. It's like, well, nobody can see me naked unless they're looking through the crack, so that's good enough for me. Yeah. I'm just going to sleep in here. And that's what he did. So, you, what you really need is sheetrock and insulation. Is that what you need? Like I want to put electrical in there. There's yeah. these panels. This house doesn't even need what one has the capacity for. There really? isn't even that much stuff. But it had two, so she said we'll go ahead and keep two because it was only like a couple hundred bucks more. <coughs> the labor wasn't any more. They would just you know split it. So like all those empty spaces, uh -huh. you could put a breaker in. It has room all in all those. And it's wow. like that in the other one too. And so I wanted to just take a couple of those breaker spots yeah. and run wire, and so this room had its own separate power, uh -huh. you know. And that way you could put an air conditioner in the window if you wanted to, or you know, whatever, whatever you needed to. And it wouldn't be like, okay, well I got, you know, whatever lights and stuff is in the room above me and I tapped into it, and then I run all the same shit here. It would, you know, potentially the pop breakers or catch fires and stuff like that, so... The more uh, the more circuits you have, the better. Okay. 
times to that. Yeah. Especially if you're going to be running a window AC, they technically are supposed yeah. to have a breaker of their own. So, I mean, I don't really know much about construction, so it seems like... So you put this up, your basic wood panels, put your electrical in, and then you put your insulation in and dry... And, uh, Sheet rocking, and that's mm. it. That's basically it. Yeah. And painting. Cut it, tape it, you know, texture it, paint it. Put some. It uh, seems simple enough. You can lay some padding down, you know, put some tack strips around the floor and put carpet in there if you really wanted to, or you could do just like we have in the rest of the house mm -hmm. and get the snap together wood floor. Yeah. And you just lay down a vapor barrier, and the wood floor we got already has the padding on the bottom. You just snap it together and wow. you, know, you got yourself a floor. I mean you could do this you could do this whole room in a weekend. Like what what else yeah. it needs, you know. Putting in half a dozen electrical sockets and a couple of lights um, wouldn't take but a few hours, you know. Run the wire and because it's all yeah. new, you just drill holes, run wires, mm -hmm. you know, box, box, box and Somebody's wiring it up, and somebody else is putting the rest of the shit on, and uh, you stuff the insulation in there, which just take a little bit. It's not, again, not a very big room. It's, it's like nine by nineteen, which is a big bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but, but not. not a, but not. I mean, it's a rectangle room. It doesn't require anything special. Yeah. Um, what I wanted to do was build a frame in the ceiling, um, so you could put lights and insulation up there because you can hear like Mark would talk on the phone or whatever in this room you could hear him in Astor's room. Oh. Like, Marley's calling. Uh oh. Hello? Marley ladies and gentlemen. What's going on? Shit. Almost 40 minutes of conversation there. And so that's how I'm going to end the Joe Davis podcast. But yeah, he's a very wise man with lots of good stories. And he's got lots of skills. So check it. That's not the end yet, but that's the end of the conversation with Joe. So anyways, there you go. Over 70 minutes of me and my bro. We don't live together. It's uh, about uh, 450 miles between him and I, but... Anytime we are together, it's we pick up right where we left off. So with that being said, thank you for tuning in to episode 12. If you want to follow me on Instagram and Twitter, that is at Stephen MJ Getney. And this podcast is Facebook.com slash Stephen Getney Podcast. And thank you once again for the jam-packed two-hour, almost two-hour show. Booyah!